Welcome to the studio today, B. What's going yes, on, sir. man? Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. We are back. We're live on Buy the Block with Brian Chavis. Uh, this is the podcast where we teach you guys how to buy it, rent it, and profit in multifamily real estate. Uh, we've got a great conversation for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about, you know, as we've gone on about asset management, uh, we're going to talk about the role of asset manager when it comes to acquisitions. Uh, so we're excited to talk about, you know, or in underwriting. Uh, so we're excited to talk about this today. Acquisitions underwriting. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, so you know, there's a huge umbrella of roles within the asset management position. So we're going to start diving deeper into each of those responsibilities, you know, throughout our podcast. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening. If you are enjoying the podcast, we would ask that you just like, share, and subscribe. Uh, leave a review. Uh, these things all help us get this out to more listeners. Uh, and special thank you to our sponsors, uh, Home Depot Pro, Rentermeter Pro, a lot of pros out there, uh, Livable. Um, and thank you to RP Funding for sponsoring our event coming up in June. Big, big uh, make sure you guys go to buyitrentitprofit.com forward slash live where you guys can learn more about that. Um, but, um, you know, want to get into this uh, today, B. So, um, you know, within the realm of underwriting, uh, we hear a lot about this acquisition specialist. We hear a lot, we see a lot of the spreadsheets and things of that nature. And there's this optimistic uh, view. Um, a lot of real estate firms do uh, task people to look at these properties. Uh, some of them will never step foot on the property. But then you have this asset manager who has a, a lot more on-site experience and things of that nature. Um, let's or let's should have. should have. Yeah. So let, let's uh, tell, tell me more about the, you know, the difference between acquisition specialist and asset manager and why is it important for the asset manager to have a role in the overall underwriting process? Yeah. So acquisition specialist, IE analyst. Yeah. You know, firms have different names as they do sometimes even for asset managers. Okay. Um, you know, so in the, the, the asset manager, the, or the analyst, the acquisition specialist yeah. usually, you know, are taking data okay, and evaluating data and numbers and, right. and, and area cap rates and, and historicals and, and, uh, NOIs, T12s, T3s are data, right, all data. this data. Yeah. yeah looking at areas of opportunities that they've evaluated or the firm has evaluated right. you know, as, as areas for potential growth opportunities, doing their own strategic evaluation of a target area, the okay. study of building permit activity, household income, average household size, um, demographic, psychographics. They're taking all this data and they're making their assumptions. Right. They're building out their models, okay. right? their underwriting models. Yeah. Um, then they're looking at deals. They're grabbing the T12s, T3s, and they're underwriting. Right. Uh, they're looking at market surveys. They're looking at competitive uh, properties in the area. Okay. Underwriting to those standards typically mm. is what you're looking at. Um, the asset manager then comes to the meeting. Right. You know, typically, you know, wearing the, playing the role of Debbie Downer. Right. Because numbers are great. But you know the you know the in 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 analyzing and 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 and, and you know and, and again doing the role of an analyzer it's tough, um, but it's also based on assumptions. Yeah. So the asset manager's role is to define assumptions mm -hmm. more clearly. Okay. 
and put them those assumptions to the test against what they would consider what would really go on at the operational level. Right. And that's tricky. It's easier if you've, you know, you started a firm or you created a, a, a private equity firm or a small syndication or a large syndication or whatever it may be in your own hometown. Right. Kind of know what's going on. You probably have managed or even owned some property in, your own, in those areas. The, the, the principals do. The general partners probably own and operate or have owned and operated their own small right, okay. properties, 10 unit, 15, 20 unit, you know, a small apartment building before yeah. they became a large conglomerate. So they kind of got their finger on the pulse and no operations forward facing with the property manager a lot, really understanding. But, you know, when you start to, lar- you know, uh, scale out like we do at Chavis Capital, looking at the Sun Belt, right? Yep. You know, you're in areas that you've never been in before. So you really have to, uh, asset management really has to be forward facing, meaning right. dealing directly with property management, understanding what goes on at the, uh, at the, at the property management level. Yep. And that takes a skill set that takes the studying, um, you know, of, 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 of the, a lot of the reports that maybe even the analysts is not, are not looking at. Oh, wow. So an analyst is going to look at financials. Okay. They're going to look at T12, T3s. They're going to look at operating expense loads. Asset managers are going to be looking at, you know, more of the reporting from a day-to-day operation, right. renewals, delinquencies, things of that nature. Um, you know, uh, qualifying criteria of the prospect tenant. Right. Right. Um, market surveys. Okay. You know, they're going to really be studying, you know, um, and scrutinizing that information and then understanding how it affects that prospect tenant's demographics right. and psychographics at the day-to-day level, at the okay. operational level. Um, and really having their finger on the pulse of what the property management team right. is doing right? Um, and developing a management plan based on the underwriting. So they come back and they come to the table or the meeting with this information. And sometimes it's just not as, it doesn't fit nicely. That's true. Okay. With the analyst numbers and what may really need to go on day to day. It doesn't Got it. always do this. Yeah. Sometimes it it does this okay. or it does this, right? Okay. It, 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 so you got to kind of try to get it to do this. Now, in my opinion, who are you going to want to really believe? For me, I'm always going to believe and work with the with the with the asset manager because really? okay. they have a realistic approach of what's going to go on. Got it. The analyst is based on numbers and data that they've, um, you know, that they've uh, obtained, and it's right. very important. That's very important. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's based on returns. It's right. based on the general partners' prefs and the waterfall structure. They build that out. Right. But you know what's going to really happen day to day. That information is typically going to come from your your asset manager. Their their finger is going to be on the pulse of day to day operations, and they're going to tell you whether or not those rents are going to yeah you know jive in that particular market area. Um, they're going to tell you whether or not delinquencies are more are, are much right. more realistic and or build what they need to build qualifying criteria marketing, um, day-to-day operations, the actual um, uh, management plan, they're going to build that to try to compensate what the analyst has done. Sometimes it works. Sometimes, you know, it's always that pull, push, pull, push. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, typically that's the asset manager's job is like, hey, listen, and it depends on your firm too. Right. Some firms are analyst heavy. Some firms are more asset management heavy. More asset management, they're going to you know, have more leisure, more control. Right. 
more analysts heavy, they're going to be the ones that say, hey, look, here's the underwriting, make it happen. Right. And the asset manager has to try to build and develop the framework of a management plan around that underwriting. And sometimes it's like forcing, well, I don't forgot that term, a, a square peg in a round circle or right, something right. like that. And sometimes, you know, it, it's tough. Right. But their job is to essentially figure out yeah. how to make that happen. I think, you know, on our podcast, you know, our goal is to help, you know, we're educating listeners that are acquiring properties, growing their portfolios. And a lot of time, you know, in these real estate firms, there's a disconnect between acquisitions and asset management. And they're not going to the asset manager for uh, secondary, you know, to take a look at this. Um, you know, so well, a lot of departments, Nate, to elaborate on that a little bit, you know, they don't really have strong asset management. True. Positions. They have strong analysts. Right. Or they've learned how to underwrite. Right. Use a spreadsheet. And it's interesting. I've seen those spreadsheets before. I mean, they're very impressive, but I often think because I started working with you first, I never see Ciota attached to that. I don't see any type of strategic evaluation of the, you know, in a sense, you know, demographics and psychographics and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so as it, again, as it's more forward facing to data, of course, no, as it's more forward facing to the, to the financials. Yes. Yeah. True. The financials, tell a story. The financials cast a shadow. Right. It's not the, you know, what is casting that shadow Right. is day-to-day operations. You kind of figure out, you see a shadow, but what is physically casting that shadow? Correct. Financials will tell you there's a shadow, but what's casting that shadow is usually day-to-day operations right. will tell you why certain right. things are happening. So the financials are really important. You know, but the CIOTA process to the extent of understanding demographics and psychographics right. of that prospect tenant is more asset management driven. Right. Right. Because that's involvement day to day with the tenant understanding, you know, hey, I put a, a unit up for lease today. Right. Right. Let's sit and watch how long it takes for the lease. OK, we just put it up this morning at 9 a.m. We got 10 pieces of traffic, 10 people, five people then visit that property. Right. So you're asking, having conversations, you know, and, and taking them on tours, asking them questions. Did you like this? Did you not? What did you like about the property? What did right. you like? Are you ready to put a deposit down? So you're gathering all this information, important right. data the property manager is, right? Yep. Um, sometimes some companies that data is lost. Right. There's nothing that happens to that information. That whole valuable consulting right. framework that just happened goes up in the thin air. Right. Some companies are smart. They'll say, okay. Leasing agent, put that data into a guest card, put that data into the software. Yep. Then the the asset manager receives that data on their Monday morning dashboard reports and begins to say, okay, they're looking for this. Oh, it's too small. Oh, they're looking for a ceiling fan that looks like this. Oh, they're looking for... And they begin to make adjustments in the Correct. management plan, in the marketing plan, in conjunction with the property manager, right? Yep. So more forward-facing, where the analyst is not involved with that no they're just looking at the financials they're looking at the shadow they're looking at the the ripple effects correct and they're saying this is what the property can do and and possibly do but not really getting to the root they're just saying okay well this is what the property's produced over the last three to six months right property manager asset manager's job is to you know really understand you know what's going on at the operational level absolutely that that's that's again that's there's a (laughs) There's a lot of layers. There's a ton of layers. Skill sets yeah. that are involved. Like I said, you can eat just that small. We can end the, the podcast with that. Just that interaction of putting a unit up 
let's break it down so everyone yeah. can understand. Please, the, please the podcast. do. Putting a rental unit up at right. 9 a.m. on Thursday. Getting 10 phone calls or on Facebook, getting 10 emails or messages about it. Converting five of those 10 messages, so a 50% conversion, right. to actual tours of the physical property. And then interviewing and having the opportunity to interview those individuals when they visit the property. Mm-hmm. Take them on a tour, ask them what they liked, what they didn't like, gather all that information, right? And then put it into a system right, to where it can be analyzed and decisions can be made at the management level yeah. and at the uh, management plan level, right? On how to continue moving forward with that marketing, moving forward with, you know, qualifying right. criteria. You know, there might be some hints in there that things may need to change. We might need to change out certain aspects within the floor plan, within the when we punch a unit within the amenity packages, there's tons of data in there in right. that interaction between the prospect tenant and the, and the, and the leasing agent. Right, right? right. Sometimes if it's well run, that data, like I said, is uh, retrieved okay. and processed and yeah. reviewed. But I'd be nine times out of 10, no one's doing this. No. They're not, you know, they show the property and did you like it? You know, no, you know, yeah, here's my deposit, and no, you know, and, and that you know, and that interaction. Number one, the interaction is not staged; it's not scripted like right. it should be. So you're not asking the right questions. You're not quantifying or qualifying the prospect tenant by asking a series of questions, getting that data, that information back, and then and then and then and then storing that data and scrutinizing right. that data later to make changes to your operations right. and your floor plans and your and everything, your right. curb appeal. Right. If you just let that data go, which a lot of companies do. They just show the property and they let yeah. that data walk right out of the door. Um, you know, it then, then, then asset management is, you know, is more of a steward. Right. And not really, you know, an asset manager. You yeah. know, they're just there to make right. sure the property manager yeah. is doing what they're supposed exactly. to be doing. Collecting rent, some right. of the basics, renewing. You know, they're not really strategically maneuvering the asset in the direction it needs to be Correct. maneuvered. And forecasting and being able to make, you know, right. the proper adjustment. So, and, and yeah, I mean, and I, I think about that often, like if you're listening to this podcast and you might be putting together a syndication and we see a lot of syndicators, there's these over promising of numbers. And if you're simply a steward, you're not, you might find yourself underperforming, you know, on an asset. Um, and now you next, you know, you're, you're having a tough time finding more investors to get in on your deals and Just projects. But that, that's, that's, Maybe on this podcast we'll post a picture. When I <laughs> when I think of that, I think of when Gandalf walked in to uh, the city of the kings, I believe, in the castle. Yeah, um, they were under siege, uh, and the, the guy that was there overseeing the castle was a steward, and he and it said something, and Gandalf said, "He's just a steward. He's no king. He's no decision maker. He's just a steward." <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's like. You know, a lot of these, a lot of these folks are just stewards. Right. A lot of these, even some of these large, you know, there's some of these larger yep. private equity firms, you know, they're like, oh, just put it in the hands of property management. Right, right. And they're just stewards. And, um, you know, they you know, you're not, you're often not exposed until, you know, like in the Lord of the Rings, yeah. war is upon you. Yeah. And you're exposed as just being a steward. Just a steward. Not having the leadership skills necessary. Or, you know, the, the problem was... In the movie Lord of the Rings, I forgot which one it was. The problem is he hadn't alerted or given the permission to alert, 
you know, they're under siege right. and light the beacon yep. to warn all the others, right? right? So everybody can prepare for war. Right. And that was the whole idea, just a steward. He's no leader. A leader gets ahead of this. Correct. And see, you know, there's a difference between lighting that beacon right. and understanding how to make the proper maneuvers. Lighting that beacon is creating the, you know, always adjusting the management plan right. to what's going on. Why are we not leasing? Right. Why do we have five pieces of track or 10, 10 uh, inquiries, right. five vi site visits, and no leases right. on this unit? We've got to make some adjustments. So. Right. You know, it's 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 constantly, you know, it's that's that's being more than a steward. I'm thinking about this as I'm listening. If you if you're dealing with an underwriter who takes offense to asset managers looking at their work, you might be working with the wrong type of underwriter. There should be a, 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 a culture of collaboration Correct. and vice versa. If your asset manager is not taking a look at underwriting numbers as well, you're missing out on some things. So, you know, you really want to scrutinize these numbers. And we talked about this in our last podcast hitting prefs and not thinking about different things. So we talked about rent control. So if the asset manager is not looking at these overly optimistic numbers, how can that mess up pref and, and hitting numbers in a waterfall structure? Because you've now run off with overly optimistic numbers that you presented to your, to your investors. Yeah, you, you know, like a lot of complaints we get, um, you know, there's a lot of gurus and experts being sued Yeah, because the returns that they talked about weren't hit. Mm. And of course, you know, the guru or expert will always get out of it because it's like, well, you signed Correct. the uh, you know, PPM. Mm -hmm. And if you read the fine print within the PPM, it says, hey, listen, real estate is highly you know, volatile. volatile. Yeah. And the chance of you losing your shirt, you know, are, are extremely high. Right. And so if you continue to move on with that, you know, you've kind of put yourself at that risk. You yeah. know, of course, the general partner or the asset manager runs a risk of, 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 of not, you know, of, of losing a good name and yeah, yeah, exactly. And which, you know, could, could certainly happen. But, um, but yeah, a lot of times it's just, you know, the, the, the general partner is going to say, Hey, look, we tried to do what we can do. We just right. lost, you know, we're not able to get you those returns that we talked about due to X, Y, or Z. And, right. you know, and sometimes when you're a, a limited partner and you're passive, you may not really understand and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, that makes sense. We took a hit. Yeah. But if you hand that to a, you know, someone who is skilled, they might say, well, man, you know, did you, you know, what precautions did you make to, correct, you know, to, you know, were you just a steward or did you light that beacon? Right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what were you doing? Why right. wasn't that beacon lit six weeks ago, six months ago? Right. So, you know, you're just, you know, you just sent out a, a report to all your limited partners saying, hey, look, we took a, you know, left, right combination and. And we took a major hit and we're not able to make our preps. And then everybody's yeah. like, ah, you know, it happens. Yeah. This is investing. But then, like I said, someone that may be more knowledgeable, they're going to like, well, did you, you know, what defense did you have? Right. Did you duck? Did you dive? Did you, did you counter? Did you, right. you know, I want to know more. Why weren't we prepared? Correct. You know, so, um, so yeah, you just, you know, those are the, the, you know, those are the, um, you know, those, this is what happens. Absolutely. But, you know, the takeaway is, is to really understand um, if I'm a listener, it's like, what is my takeaway from this, this podcast, this particular episode? The takeaway is, is understanding that being able to analyze a property is extremely important. Of course. Um, but also being able to truly understand what it's going to take to operate that property Monday yeah. through Sunday, you know, from an asset management perspective. Yeah. Developing a management plan that's constantly changing and fluid you know, based on right. certain conditions, right? 
you know, uh, like the last episode, if rent control does take place, how is that going to affect management, you know, operations? It's going to yeah. have a huge effect. So, you know, changes in the management plan and qualifying criteria, all that's going to drastically change. Yep. So, you know, who's who's lighting that beacon? Yep. And are you a steward? Are you a true asset manager? Are you ready to light the beacon? Are you ready to have preventative frameworks in place, ready to go to be able to offset some of the challenges? Are you able to forecast properly <clears throat> some of those, excuse me, challenges that are you know could be coming down the pipeline and make the proper adjustments so that's what you have to ask yourself and and to be a good asset manager you have to possess these skill sets to be able to um, evaluate and implement and implement right um you know the the, the proper uh systems um to be able to uh you know light that beacon and be able to uh you know counter any kind of uh you know certainly uh headwinds that could possibly come absolutely you know? and because the one thing is certain Nate, there's always headwinds always headwinds so how do you adjust yeah always headwinds yeah i've seen that uh you know from the acquisition of our properties um you know so many things go left and right and you know nothing is as planned nothing um you know and so yeah to just go solely off the numbers is is uh you know, risky yeah very risky yes. absolutely um, well, I mean, B, thank you so much for breaking all of this down. Um, if you're listening and you want to increase your knowledge, I would invite you to join us inside of the matrix. You can go to, it's our group of coaching program. Uh, this is a great place to get started so you can earn your certifications and really gain that confidence and knowledge to start working with investors. And as you gain that knowledge, then you can get into becoming a consultant. So many other things. Uh, go to buyrentandprofit.com forward slash matrix. Every Thursday night, uh, we host a group coaching session where you can really dive into the ins and outs of, of managing rental property, asset management, underwriting. Uh, we It's it's just a, a great experience. Uh, we invite all you guys to join. Um, our goal is to help you guys grow your portfolios in the next year. Um, so, you know, thank you so much for listening. And uh, B, once again, man, thank you so much for being in the studio Really appreciate it. You want to finish out with anything? Yeah, man. Hopefully, everybody, I will see everyone in June. Yeah, absolutely. Please subscribe. If you like our YouTube, please share it. Please join our Facebook community. Yeah. It's free. Tons of great content. Uh, buy it, rent it, profit community. Join. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're interested in the consulting or um, you know, our, our licensing, our materials, our training materials to grow your brand. Yep. Um, you know, please schedule a free 30 minute strategy call with myself personally. It's not. You know, you're not going to get a staff or another team member. Yep. You'll, you'll get to speak with me directly. Uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy listening to our viewers and helping them grow their careers. Um, we have one of the best premier professional development programs out there. Yep. Um, you know, that offers tons of designations and certifications that will get you along your way to being a really top-notch multifamily consultant. So, you know, I'd love to, to, to have that strategy call with you and, uh, Talk about how we can take you to the next level. Absolutely. You guys can set up a free call with Brian Chavis. Go to buyitrentitprofit.com forward slash free 30. That's buyitrentitprofit.com forward slash free 30. And you can spend 30 minutes with the man himself and uh, map out your strategy on how you're going to dominate this industry. So uh, we thank you guys for listening. And B, thank you so much for being in the studio, brother. Yes, sir, guys. And remember to buy it, rent it, and profit. profit. Take care. Take care. Take care.